0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com special offer all lowercase that's shopify.com/ special offer
1: does Monday at the office feel like a storm not with Microsoft copilot that feeling when copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly it's sunny again when copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act that sun's shining on a beach and when copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach, with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for All. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
3: Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Uh, As you know, this year I've been interviewing uh, different people who I believe are making a positive and inspirational impact in the world, teaching people how to live. Better lives, and today I have a powerful guest on my show, the author and professional speaker, uh, author of the book. It's only halftime. Um, today we have the speaker Terry Crook. How you doing there, Terry?
4: I'm doing awesome. How about you?
3: I'm excellent. I'm excellent. First of all, let me just say that for those who um, who are listening or new to the show. Uh, I had an opportunity to hear you speak at the Panorama of Truth, which is the Universal Foundations for Better Living's uh, annual conference of, for the churches. You know, and uh, you know, I, th- I was like, "Wow, she's really good." And I came up. I don't know if you remember how we you know met. How we met? I walked up to you and said, "Hey, I have a show. I would love for you to be on my show." <laughs> you know, I really enjoyed your um, your presentation, and uh, you know, and we made it here. So thank you for saying yeah. yes to coming on the show, definitely, definitely, and thank you thank for saying you. yes to to helping the Universal Foundation for a Better Living put on a fantastic conference.
4: Listen, it was an honor. You know the um, the. Uh, just the, the energy and the lessons and the people, the people there in Jamaica, I just loved them. And not to mention the food. As you know, I overdosed on the oxtails, <laughs> but I had <laughs> so much fun, so much fun. It just, uh, I just really enjoyed being, um, being in the presence and being present. I really enjoyed it. Yes.
3: Well, thank you. Thank you. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, we'll have another opportunity to hear you again and have you share uh, your principles of success. So for uh, my audience, could you please, you know, let them know a little bit about yourself?
4: Yes, um, I uh, currently live in Atlanta. Um, I uh uh spent the majority of my adult life in Florida because once I graduated from high school in uh, Columbus, Georgia, I moved to um uh, uh Fort Lauderdale, and I went to Florida State University, and I know good. You know, I know we're not winning any of our games, but we're still hanging in there. And so and so uh, I, I worked with the government, uh, in fact, the Internal Revenue Service, um, and retired last year. Um, After 37 years and um, decided to live my truth, take all my skills and knowledge that I learned as a senior manager to become a motivational speaker, leadership trainer, and an emcee. I love emceeing different events and just bring in the right flavor to keep it moving. Um, So these are my passions, and this is what I love doing. And when I retired, I relocated to Atlanta to be closer to my family, and here I am today.
3: All right, beautiful, beautiful. So when you were at Panorama Truth, you were presenting your book, Uh, It's Only Halftime, and I really like that title. Uh, Why did you come up with the title for a book called It's Only Halftime? What does that mean?
4: Well, I love sports, particularly football and uh, and when i 'm watching football. It, it it amazes me how the players, when they're on the field and when they're losing. Um, for instance, last year when the Atlanta Falcons were playing and they were playing against um, the Patriots in the Super Bowl and we were all just celebrating, oh, the Falcons are going to win this game. They're doing it, doing it, doing it, and, the, and they're going to beat the Patriots and the Patriots are going to lose. Can you believe this? And when halftime came and afterwards they came back out, it was like a different team. And they came back and, as everyone knows, won the game, just shocked everybody. And I had seen other situations like this um, back in the day with um, uh, uh, Indian- Indianapolis Colts and and how they were able to come back in the last few seconds of the game, they did a kick and won. So I looked at that and said, you know what? That's how our lives are and should be that regardless of your situation, it is only halftime. Regardless of your situation and your age, it is only halftime. You're still in the game. So that's how my message came and how my book evolved from my
3: message. Yes, yes. Uh, by the way, just for the record, I was rooting for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, as my buddies were telling me, which has nothing to do with your book, I just had to get this out for my own soul healing. Uh, <laughs> I, I kept telling them, they were like, this game is over. I, I had people calling me. I said, man, that's Tom Brady. I I'm, I'm not celebrating until the, there is no time left on the clock. They was like, "What are you talking about? They're up 28 to 3." I said, "That's Tom Brady." You know, mm-hmm. because there's certain people you know in life that really get things nice. done. That's and nice. you know, the the track record says, "Don't count me out." And mm-hmm. because the Patriots knew they had Tom Brady, they knew they could win. But anyway, mm-hmm. so uh <laughs> moving on. No. I I had well, to get that out my soul.
4: <laughs> what you said, said a lot, and I blinked out because I was celebrating, too. I mean, I'm doing the victory dance and the victory lap around the room, you know. <laughs> My goodness, Tom Brady came back, and he he reiterated that message. It is yes. only halftime. We are still in the game.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, with your book, It's Only Halftime, uh, what are some of the basic principles? So, for instance, I was um, – You know, just you know, kind of reviewing, you know, for this interview, and I see that you have your book kind of set up like a like a football game. You have kickoff, Mm preseason action, the season, and the postseason. So, um, what what is a kickoff in in the context of your book?
4: Well, to me, the kickoff is the beginning. It's that is during the time when um, you're you're kicking off a new mindset. Okay, and the, the mindset being that, alright, I recognize I need to make some changes. So, here's my kickoff. I'm gonna start this game off right now and, um and, and, and sit down with, uh, uh, preseason actions because you know before the season starts there's a preseason where right. uh, the games don't really count you know you're just getting to the, it, it allows the teams to to really uh, get to know the players and see how they gel together on the field and see who should stay and who should move on okay because sometimes uh players are not always a perfect fit for one team, but may do even better on another team. So preseason is so important because that's when you're putting your plan together. So basically in, in, in the table of contents in my book, when I said kickoff, that was an introduction to your new season because you decided to make a change. You decided that you need to do something different. So I was, this is the kickoff, this is the start, this is the beginning.
3: All right. So so that's the wake up moment. In other words. That's
4: the wake up moment. And and during that moment in the book is when I share some of my moments when I wasn't woke. <laughs> As they say today. I was not woke. I was I had truly fallen asleep on a lot of my personal affairs. Um, mismanagement of myself, um, You know, um, just, just, uh, not making the right choices about things. Um, for example, in the book, you know, I talk about during mismanagement of self, like at five, you know, uh, I look at, uh, I do, I I show the analogy from being five versus 50. And you know, when you're five, you're doing everything based, you believe at five that you can do anything that you want to do. But by the time you reach 50, you, you have doubts because you're letting all these different experiences and what others have said to you, uh, speak to your spirit as to who you are and what you should be doing instead of, um, uh, just living your dreams as you did when you were five. So, for me um, you know I there are a lot of things I just stopped doing as I was progressing uh, in life. you know, I used to work out a lot and then I just stopped doing it, okay uh, because I got too busy, I started looking at other things beforehand, so basically during the kickoff, you know and I also talk about mismanagement of money um and uh, mismanagement of time, mismanagement of career, mismanagement of relationships. Woohoo! Mismanagement of relationships. Man. But, you know, I, I, if I may, I would like to go back to the mismanagement of money. Sure. Because, uh, I remember when I first finished college and I, I got my job so that I started working with the Internal Revenue Service when I got out of school because I had an opportunity to be a part of their co-op program. And the co-op program was a program where you would work a quarter, go to school a quarter, then work a quarter, and then once you graduated, if you uh, were successful during that program, they would offer you a full-time job. And you could also use the time when you were working with them while in school, use it as a uh, part of your internship program. So, when I finished, I was offered a job and I, you, oh, couldn't tell me nothing. I was so excited because I got me a job and I had a job with benefits. Okay, but the thing that impressed me the most about having the job is that when you graduate from college, you want to impress people because now you are employed. And how do you impress people? Well, back then, my mindset was in material things. So what did I do? Did I go out and buy a home when I first got a job as my grandfather had once advised me? No, I went out and bought me a car because I wanted to be um, leaning in the scene with a gangster lean. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Remember that song? <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and, no, so I went out and bought a car first, and and then I continued to rent. But then I got a. I started getting credit cards because, you know, once you establish credit, they start sending you cards. And when I got my first visa, I thought I was the most powerful woman in the world, okay? Everywhere that I saw where uh, I saw the visa emblem, I said, ooh, I can spend, I I can buy that, I can buy this, I can buy that. And so as a result... I charged up every last one of my cards, and here I am just starting out working, and I had this tremendous amount of debt. So that was the first mistake right then, okay, with the mismanagement, managing of my money, not valuing well, the money with the credit card.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, we, and the thing about it is it's, it's understanding that it, – to have the life that you want just even based upon the analogy that you use in your preseason. If you're not ready for the real, for the game, life has a way of letting you know you're not ready.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: So when, mm-hmm. when, when your practice habits bleed over into the things you want to do in your life, what ends up happening is uh, you come up short, you know, even if you have the car with the diamond in the back, the rooftop.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: That's right. That's right. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's going to be some so, people that listen to this show outside of the United States, and they're going to be wondering, what are they talking about? Do what have are they are talking about? <laughs> yeah, in <laughs> Africa and in, in the Middle East and, uh, you know, Central and South America. What What is he talking about? What is she talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know? Kind of have to be around in a certain era of African American music to know what that means. But anyway, right. Uh, so you <laughs> know what I want. <laughs> what I do want to talk about really quickly um, because we got our first break in about four minutes. In this preseason um, action is um, you, you talk about things to do list. Can you kind of briefly just talk about what does that mean? Your things to do list.
4: Yes. Um, what I do every day to ensure I'm doing something to help someone, to help me, to to get myself together, I come up with a things to do list. And I write down everything that I need to have done um, this day, and then I cross it off. And what I don't complete today, I roll it into the next day. And I just started, when I started this process, I started looking at my time and how I manage my time as well. Am I doing more for others than I'm doing for myself? Am I able to balance that? And I said, okay, in order to do that, in order to balance, because a lot of times when you are extremely busy, when you're volunteering to do things for others, when you're working, if you're managing a family, if you're being a wife, whatever it is, you have to manage your time. And so creating a things to do list and just having a calendar as well, a uh, one calendar where you have everything on there, where you can see what you need to do and how you're going to do it. It helps you to accomplish the things that you need to do and have a sense of accomplishment and a feel good spirit because you were able to do it.
3: Beautiful, beautiful. So, um, you know, You know, when we come back from the from the call, I'll be opening up the lines for people to be able to call in if they want to ask you particular questions. I do want to get into a few questions during the second part about self assessment, uh, uh, and and then getting into some of the things you we have to do for the for the season, and and you know and and what halftime adjustments you think people should be making right now since it's only halftime every sport that has a halftime has the the coaches come in and they look at what needs to be done and what's working and what's not working. And I want to get your feel on what that means, what that looks like and how the listeners can benefit from the principles that you are presenting to help them when it, in the in the midst of their halftimes, wherever they are in life, with their goals, with their health, with their relationships, with their jobs, with their you know raising their children, who knows? Everything has a halftime, and you know, right. and we can still make a comeback and have our own breakthroughs around these subjects. So let me just quickly give the number out to folks, so when we come back, we can um, start taking some callers if they want to call in. The number is eight 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 five five eight. I also want to remind the listeners that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. My request is that you go onto the page, like the page, give it a five-star rating and a positive review. That helps the algorithms do whatever they do. Um, Also, uh, if you listen to the show on iTunes or Stitcher, Stitcher is an Android app, make sure, well, my request is, I'm going to say make sure, my request is that you, again, give it a five-star rating, give it a positive review, because it push, the algorithms push it in front of people. We want to make sure that we're getting this message out to the world. Also, if you're listening to these shows on Unity Online Radio, please understand that as you freely receive have the opportunity to freely give Uh, if you go to www.unity.fm you'll see a donate or giving button on the home page you can click on that button help support this online ministry as as it's spreading this message around the world thank you for the consideration of your donation and we will be right back with truth transforms
0: What got you started on your spiritual path? Minister and radio host Paul John Roach says his path began when he heard George Harrison of the Beatles talking about Hindu philosophy and meditation. Paul John writes about it in the current edition of Unity Magazine. And don't miss the interview with Eben Alexander, the neurologist whose near-death experience led him to write Proof of Heaven. It's all in the September-October edition of Unity Magazine. Go to Unity.org and click on Publications. Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. Listen and relax as you hear the beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. The toll-free number is 1-800-NOW-PRAY.
1: you for tuning in to truth transforms now here's your host reverend galen mcdowell
3: welcome back to truth transforms i have on my show uh, a guest today miss terry crook who is the author of the book it's only halftime uh, i do want to again give callers an opportunity to call in you can call in at 888-558-6489-888 558 6489. Call in and ask Terry a question or make a comment. We would love to hear from you. I know you all are out there. And, you know, plug in. And if you have some questions about your own halftime uh, or you just want some clarity on something that she has spoken about already, call in. We would love to hear from you. So, uh, Terry, I want to talk a little bit about, um, it, again, in the preseason where you have. Uh, a, a point that says looking within self-assessment. Now, what is that process like? What, what are you telling people to do in the midst of this looking within self-assessment?
4: Looking in to find out what is your passion? What is the one thing you love doing that comes easy for you? You know, something like, what takes you to your happy place? And, and once you're doing it, you just love it. Because so many people um during the first parts of their lives are focusing on everybody else. Um, they're focusing on their families, their spouses, um, their you know what the expectations are by their parents or others, and even on the job. Uh, a lot of times they get jobs to say, I have a job so I can pay the rent, pay the mortgage. Um, but they don't get into a career. And then even if they start, Uh, do get a job they get complacent and they get complacent but deep down they're having this struggle because they're not where they really want to be so this is a time when I'm saying to people look it's only half time sit down and think about you. Do a self-assessment. Look within. Think about what brings a smile on your face. What are you good at? What is it that you do that you don't have to think about it? It just comes so easy. And it makes you get out of the bed every day and look forward to doing it. And once you, you come up with that, then you can uh start the next part, and that is coming up with your game plan. But you have to do a self-assessment because a lot of times when you're thinking about other people, you don't even know little basic things like what is your favorite color, what is your favorite movie, you know, and there's just little things like this that you don't think about because you're so busy thinking about others' needs and wants and desires that you forget about yourself.
3: Yeah, un- uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So as a part of that self-assessment, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, being a, a, a Christian metaphysical minister or New Thought Christian minister, when I see mm-hmm. the word self, my brain divides it uh, up into capital S self and lowercase s self. And the uppercase self, S, is the spiritual self, you know, mm-hmm. the spiritual being. You know, uh, so, you know, you, you know who you are in God and who God is in you, which I know, you know, uh, you know, that's my thing. I'm not trying to blend you over directly into that, but it's it's just that the concept of self-assessment allows you to reflect on who you are and what you are. Because I think okay. at times people don't actually know why they believe what they believe. They accept the beliefs that have been handed down to them through the years and the backstory that goes along with those beliefs. Wow. And so so when you take time to have self-assessment, you get to say, OK, is that true? Why is it true?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and, mm-hmm. and 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 through contemplation, critical thinking and hopefully a lot of prayer. <laughs> <A> lot of <laughs> prayer. <laughs> exactly. you, can, you know, yeah. go ahead. A me.
4: lot. Of, a lot of times, you are out of alignment. Okay. Yeah. Because there's a conflict between your physical self and your spiritual self, and that's what I found with myself. And so, when you find that happy place, that's when you start getting back into alignment as to why you're here. And, uh, uh, and and also during that process, you have to identify your faults, okay? Look at what do you need to improve upon? What are those weaknesses? Identify them. But what are your strengths? And your strengths are probably the things that you should be focusing on because that is gonna take you in to your happy place. But you also want to work on your weaknesses because some of those weaknesses could very well just be fear. And, you know, I tell people all the time, how you do anything is how you do everything. So you, you know, whatever, how you handle situations on your job or in your, uh, uh, at home is how you may handle them, uh, in each in the same category. So you want to look at all of that and just self-reflect and see how you can improve while you, while you are getting to your happy place and don't be afraid to take risks.
3: Yes. Yes. I like that. We have to be able to take risks because when we doubt, we actually mm-hmm. sabotage ourselves. That's right, yeah. and words are yes, power.
4: Definitely. You know, you, you said that during one of your um, uh, uh, shows last week. You know, you got to have confidence in your words.
3: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I have to listen to that show because I, I kind of, um, what I planned on saying, and then I just start talking and before I realized that the show was over.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But it was awesome. It was awesome. (laughs)
3: Prepare one thing, and then spirit starts to give you stuff, and you start talking, and I have to actually go back and listen to that show, because I don't know what I said. Uh, I'm going to assume it was decent, because you you, you brought it up.
4: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Words are powerful, and that's exactly what you said. And see, that's why you have to speak to yourself and I love, um, one of my favorite, favorite books is As a Man Thinking, and I love this quote that helped me while I was self-reflecting. I am the master of my thought, the molder of my character, and the maker and shaper of my condition, environment, and destiny. And I would say that every day, every morning, I would say it because I realized how powerful the words were and I use it as my therapy um, as I was reflecting back or looking over the tapes as the coaches and the players do when they're preparing for a game, they're looking over the tapes of previous games that they've had and tapes of the, uh, upcoming games to see where they need to improve. This is where they do their self-assessing. And so when I would do that and I would discover some of my weaknesses, and I would look at that and turn them into strength by talking to myself, creating more positive words to myself. And this this, this right here helped me so much. And, and to this day, it still helps me. Whenever I, I may slip back and, and start believing facts and not the truth, then I come back to... I am the master of my thoughts because sometimes your mind is not your best friend.
3: (laughs) Yes. And and you, you might find this funny, but I actually just taught the book as a man Thinketh" last Saturday at the church. Wow. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) like literally the, the lesson sheet is in front of me on my desk right now with my points. Matter of fact, I didn't even finish the seminar. I have to do a part two that I have to, um, Announced this Sunday because my lesson sheet was a little ambitious, and I played a movie called "As a Man Thinketh" by John Miller, who made a a, a narrative slash um, a documentary style movie with your friend Reverend Doctor Sheila McKeithen in it. So mm-hmm. I, I played the seminar and the movie. So. Because I had to do the movie, I had to stop my seminar a little bit short. I didn't time, time it out as well as I should have. So, uh, mm-hmm. but I love As a Man Thinker by James Allen. So, Terry, yeah, I do yeah. want to, um, um, because it's halftime of the show. It's a little after 1030. I want mm-hmm. to let people know how can they get in contact with you and how can they get your book? It's only halftime.
4: They can okay. They can get my book from Amazon.com, and uh, when they go to Amazon.com, they can type in the title. um, It's only halftime, or they can type in my name, Terry Crook, T E R R I C R O O K, the only legal crook they are listening to today. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. <laughs>
3: All right. Sometimes so,
4: people uh, want to think, oh, it's Cook. No, it's Crook.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I like that a lot. Uh, so do you have a website?
4: Yes, I do. www.terrycrook.com.
3: All right. All right. And I, I do want to just also add that, you know, she is available for speaking engagements, you know, and, you know, workshops, et cetera. So, you know, if you like what you're hearing, you get the book, you like what you're reading. This is somebody who I can tell you without a doubt can bring it as a speaker. And I'm not the type of personality that will scratch if I'm not itching. So I don't I don't throw compliments around <laughs> liberally. <laughs> you <earned them.
4: laughs> thank anyway. you. Thank you. you know, yeah. You know. And I also want to just say to people, too, that I can design a workshop around your needs. So whatever the issues are, uh, you know, because I also speak to young people um, as well as uh, women, young adults, and men. Because uh, when I first started doing, when I wrote the book and first started doing the workshop, and I, I was doing this for women, the focus was on women, the men were saying, hey, you, you got a strong message there that I can relate to. So... I said, all right, okay, so whoever wants to receive it, I'm here to deliver it. So just keep that in mind that I can design the workshop according to your specific needs and um, as well as helping people to um, come up with a personal development plan because after we go through the preseason, then we go right into the game plan for your second win and that is so important, you got to have a plan. Whatever you do in life, you got to have a plan. And that's what I help people do as well, to come up with a plan to get their second win.
3: All right. Well, that's actually what I want to talk about right now uh, before we get to the uh, last break. Uh, the season, the game plan for your second win, Well, you just talked a little bit about establishing your personal development plan. Um, can you give us a, a few clues on how you teach people to, To develop their own personal development plan?
4: Yes. First of all, I tell people, you know, you got to write it because when you write it, you see it, you think it, believe it, and become it. So the first thing you do is write out your goals. When you're setting your your goals, they got to be realistic, you got to be committed. And they do not have to be long-term. They are your goals and not the goals of others. But you got when you're writing out a goal, it has to be specific, measurable, attainable, and realistic. So write out your goal. Take a risk. What is it? Write it out. Okay? And then come up with an objective. You know, you want to come up with how are you going to attain your goal? And you want to make sure that whatever your statement is, is it vague as far as what it is that you want to do, okay? For instance, like, yeah. um, if if you, you know, if you want to write a book, all right, say you say, you know, by the end of 2018, 2018, I'm going to write a book, okay? So, all right, that's your goal, all right, your objective, what is the objective? Why do you want to write the book? What is the message that you want to give? So then you come up with your objective as to why you want to write the book. Do, you know, if you are uh, a single mother uh, who's raised a child and you overcome a lot of obstacles and you want to be able to share to other mothers how to become um, how to, uh, you want to pass on tips that you learned um, in uh, raising a child alone. And you want to write a book about it. So then, you, okay, that's your, your objective. That's your, your objective. And then you come up with of activities. Okay, so how am I going to achieve this? What will I do? Okay, first you want to do your research on um, on your subject and uh come up with your outline and then you want to find out information about how how you're going to publish the book. You know, are you going to self-publish or are you going to go through a publishing company? So, all of these different um developmental activities, and timelines you want to write out. And one of the things I tell people, too, when you're coming up with a personal development plan, it doesn't have to be long and drawn out with so many things. You want to start small because when you start small and you complete one thing, it encourages you to keep Keep going. So you have your personal development plan right now, and then once you accomplish that, then you go. You can make another one. You can create another one. You don't have to put everything in one plan because you don't want to overwhelm
3: yourself. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. That makes sense. So um, as as people are developing their their personal development plans, and they have realistic goals, they're measurable, etc. In, in your book that sets people up to be able to take care of all of the other things because it's on paper and you, you know what to do when it yeah. comes to the different areas of your life and you can project right. into them and have some level of accountability, I would assume.
4: Now that is a very critical point because when you develop this personal development plan, you have to have an accountability partner because that's, that partner is going to keep you on track. And you don't want anyone who's going to be your yes person. You want to have someone who's going to question you, uh, and they question out of love, okay? And you want to have, uh, you want to be able to receive it out of love and make the necessary adjustments if needed, okay? But they will keep you on track because when I was creating my personal development plan, when I was, um, uh revamping my finances to get out of this hole I had dug for myself. Uh I got me per I got accountability partners that I could trust and that I knew would tell me the absolute positive truth. Okay? Now If you ever, if if for those of you who know Sheila McKeithen, you know, she's going to tell you the truth. You might not want to hear it, but she's going to tell it to you. Now, she has a way, you know, she has a way of um, telling you the truth that makes you not go off like, I don't want to hear it no more and hang up. She knows how to deliver it. And that's what makes it even better to receive. But you need someone like that. Who you can trust, and who you look forward to sharing, and they will help you with your small celebrations. Because again, after you accomplish something, you want to celebrate. You want to celebrate, celebrate it, celebrate it, celebrate it, and um, and then move on to your next activity.
3: Beautiful, beautiful. So we're going to, um, it's about time for our second and last break. So I do want to remind the callers again that if you want to call in, you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. So we're going to take our last break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
0: Times you might feel so alone with your problems you don't know where to turn we invite you to call Silent Unity the 24-7 prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour listen and relax as you hear the beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love no matter what's going on in your life Silent Unity is always standing by the toll free number is 1-800-NOW-PRAY
1: Been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truth transforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms.
3: Welcome back to Truth Transformed. We have a caller on the line, the president of the Universal Foundation for Better Living, the Reverend Dr. Sheila McKeithen, who was just mentioned in the last segment. Uh, Reverend Sheila, how are you doing?
0: Oh, I'm good. Good morning,
2: guys. How are you doing? Excellent. Good morning morning to everybody. Awesome. Good. Uh, Terry, I was uh, just uh, listening to you, and congratulations on the book. Um, And I just wanted you to just bring forth for your audience – um, the, the the suggestion that, you know, you've gone through the development of your personal plans and it's only, uh, you know, halftime. And I would say to you, do you think that what you have simply offered or what your book offers will help individuals who are really experiencing a pretty tough time right now? I was in Kansas City last week and some friends were telling me that they met a young man who he said that about 600 of the... Um, personnel from an automobile uh, maker had been laid off right there in Kansas City. And so they were all, you know, looking for work, et cetera, et cetera. So my question is for people who find themselves just in a place that they never expected to be in, they've worked hard, maybe even they saved their money and taking care of their families, are you saying that your, what you're offering, uh, in terms of your book and your message, would be of help to them. And uh, could you speak to that? Because I know there are some people on the line that are, you know, just listening for from that space. They didn't mismanage their money. They've been pretty, um, you know, cautious with whatever it is they've had to do. But uh, just because of downturns in certain economies, uh, they find themselves without work. I'd just like for you to speak to that, please.
4: And that's a very good um uh, question and statement Sheila thank you for that yes uh th- this is the time when you should really look at it's only half time because when you when you are at your lowest moment is when you create your highest gain. sometimes you have to lose to gain and this happened to me and this is why this book was created. Okay. Uh, When I was working for the service, I had gotten a promotion and uh, I applied for a position. I had got it and I was supposed to relocate to Atlanta from Florida. And at the time when I got it, I had gone out and purchased uh, some land to build a home. And uh, I had purchased this huge, the largest Mercedes that they had on the market. And, I was going to move here to be closer to my mom and I was just excited and I was going to build this huge home and I was going to sell the home in Florida that I, that I had. Well, what happened? The market dropped. The, 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 uh, it, it just fell out and so my home was no longer worth the value that I thought it was and I was going to use the funds from there to pay off to 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 purchase to continue paying for the home the, to build the home that I had uh, purchased the lot for in Atlanta, and so because I couldn't sell my home in Florida, I couldn't relocate. So the my employer said, "Well, listen, since you can't relocate, we're going to hire someone else, and you're going to have to go to you're going to have to go back to a lower position. And by the way, we need you to train the person." Uh, that we're going to hire to replace you. So here I am. I am stretched to the max because I started celebrating before I had actually crossed the goal line. Mm. So I created this book because I thought I was going to have to file bankruptcy. Went and, and, and met with a bankruptcy attorney and everything. But I didn't. And what I end up doing is calling all of my creditors and explaining to them what had happened. I, I rethought, I came up with my, my personal development plan, and I took it one issue at a time until I got myself back on my feet. And I also started looking at my gifts. What are my gifts? I started doing self-assessment because, again, I kept believing that I was. it was only halftime. I was still in this game of life because each day I could breathe, I was still here, still here. So that's what I want you all to keep telling yourself, that it's only halftime. You lost that job, but... When one door closes, another one opens. Sit down and do that self-reflection. Get this book so you can sit down and do that self, self-reflection and find out what are your true gifts, your true purpose. Put your plan together and get going on it. Okay. Thank
2: you so much and all the best. Thanks, Galen and Terry. Thanks. Thank you, Thanks Jill. for calling me in.
4: Thanks. And anyone else have questions, call in.
3: Yeah, ask. we have a few minutes. We have a few minutes. Uh, 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. So uh, I do want to talk uh, about um, one other thing, because we've talked a little bit about this, um, several points on the season, but you also have a section called postseason. And one of the mm-hmm. things that you have on here is tips f- for making the best decision, tips for making mm-hmm the best decision. Could you share a few tips?
4: Yes. Uh, What the first thing is you got to ask yourself the question. Um, You got whatever it is, the decisions that you have to make address it one issue at a time. So you want to review your checklist to determine if you are making an emotional decision versus an educational decision. And you want to make sure that there's no disconnect between the heart and the brain, okay? Because oftentimes the brain has to communicate to the heart. So sit down and list the pros. What are the benefits or the advantages of what it is that you're doing? Uh, Who will it help? Is it necessary now? Are there financial gains? And then you want to list the cons. What are the benefits, the advantages of not doing it? Who will it hurt? Is it better to wait are there financial losses? And then you determine which list is the longest. The longest list, when you look at the longest list, that will probably hold the answer for your decision. When you look at it, you know, just have the, the, the pros on one side and the cons on another. And then you want to determine, you know, after you've you, you determined which list is the longest, then you've got to pray about it. You got to sit down and connect because that's where your spiritual self and your physical self are going to be coming into alignment and 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 connecting um, so that you can. Receive See the answer by what you're looking at, okay? And you've got to remain quiet so that you can hear. Because, see, when you're praying, you're asking. And when you're silent, you're listening. And that's when the answer comes, okay? And then you have to feel confident that you've made the right decision after that, okay? And, and you will feel confident because it will come when you sit still after doing that. The right decision will come, but you got to go through the process.
3: All right, all right. So, I, I, by the way, I like the way you have your second wind, and then you have, um, <laughs> in, in parentheses, the D for wind. Because <laughs> yes. you have to also have to have a second wind. That's right. That's right. Yeah.
4: And, you know, we're always having to breathe. You know, I, I love Iyala sent when she's always telling people, breathe, beloved, breathe. You know, when they're when they're facing their truth. You know, she's saying, breathe, breathe. So that's what you have to do. You have to breathe. And when you breathe, you get that second wind. And when you get that second wind, you become powerful. You become empowered. And you can do what it is that you wanna do when you get that second wind
3: absolutely absolutely we're winding down to the last three minutes so um I'm, i want to make sure that you can leave the listeners with whatever you want to leave them with if you had to just just you know you know just put a uh, you know uh end cap on this whole interview what is it that you would want the listeners to know when it comes to why they should get this material and how it can help them in their lives.
4: One of the things we all need to do when we are feeling like we're out of alignment, we have to move out of our comfort zone into our calling zone. And you have to also believe that it's not about the time it takes to get there. It's taking the time to get there. I am fifty-nine years old, and I usually don't tell people this. <laughs> but I'm fifty-nine and years old. It's
3: all over old. the world <laughs> now. <laughs> and it's
4: all over the world now. Yes, <laughs> and I, I have some cousins to remind me, they say, "You know, you're going to be sixty next year." And I said, "No, I'm not." And I thought about it. I went, "Oh yes, I will." You know. <laughs> so, but when you are at 60 forty, fifty, sixty, don't let People fool you into thinking your time is running out. It's over. The first half of your life was a rehearsal. The next half is when you get to apply everything that you've learned in the first half and and go after what you want in the second half. So regardless of your circumstances, your age, or whatever, keep in mind that it's only halftime. You are still in the game. It's not about the time it takes to get there, but if you keep in mind that it's only half time, you will take the time to get there like the New England Patriots did when they beat Atlanta in the Super Bowl. They took their time and orchestrated their plays and won and you too can win and if you lost a job you can win and get out there and tell the people what I what I lost was turned into my game because I'm now in my purpose. I'm living my truth, my purpose, the reason why I am here. And you're gonna be thanking them for saying, um, move on. Because they released you into your purpose.
3: Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, you know, again, let me know how, you know, I and as a representative of a larger ministry that you already are connected to can help you get this message out because it does matter. We have to be the agents of change and transformation in the world. And you're definitely one of those people. So thank you for your yes to God first and yes, yes. to humanity. Uh, it is greatly appreciated so thank you so much and listeners I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms God bless you
1: Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell Join us every Wednesday at 10am for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous healthy and joyful life Truth Transforms only on Unity Online Radio this program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple.
2: Ever notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly?
1: Never before in the history of humankind has change been so rapid. Jobs of yesterday are disappearing, and new careers are being discovered. Where competition once prevailed, there is now a pioneering spirit of cooperation and creativity. It has been said, real learning comes about when competition has ceased. When we release limiting ideas and fears, we are then free from a competitive living the way is open for cooperation and harmonious living by relaxing letting go and renewing your faith in positive and good outcomes in all affairs you can make a harmonious difference in your ever-changing world
2: this message has been brought to you by the association of unity churches international to find a unity church near you visit www.unity.org Let's fall stillness,
5: come to me. let stillness, come. Tens of thousands of listeners, like you, have been transformed through the ministry of Paulette Pipe and her program, Touching the Stillness, one of the longest-running programs on Unity Online Radio. It's latest album of guided meditations, Blissful Stillness, is a new and different experience. The mystical quality of our beautiful voice will reverberate through a Zen-style meditation, a mudra meditation, which are yoga hand positions to deepen your practice, and guided meditations which we know and love. It features a new instrumental sound by Kelly Hunt with a bonus track by Kathy Savada. Experience a blissful immersion into quiet and stillness by purchasing your own copy at shop.unityonline.org.
0: Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.